0: My name is Jason Jadon. I'm a supporter of Fulham Football Club. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, but my second home is The Cottage, and you're listening to DU Football Show.
1: So I uh, checked in with the Fitz, Fulham in the South, uh, yes. before the match, and I said, This is a trap game. This is a trap game. And Jason was like, I hope it's a trap game. And Jason was right. I watched it listening to Walk a Flock Flocka Flame. Uh, it was really bad. Let's start the, the show.
2: Trap. In the land of Bowie, Maryland. Spread to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. little fans have another Sam. Great day, The fucking gooner Graham. The stuff of the Lord. Looks great in shorts Sam, Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Drunker
1: United! Drunker United! Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way is clearly... The father of young children, (laughs) Samuel Graham. Walk of Walk of
0: Flame is not even a reference for the kids. Oh, okay. (laughs) Back when I was in high school, they won't know who the fuck he is. Yeah, (laughs) Most of our listenership will have heard of him. I know. You know, being in the trap and all. (laughs) Uh, How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Part of a six-goal thriller this weekend that I was on the right end of. Hey, how about that For For once. once. (laughs) For once. For once, recording at
1: Studio H, just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Remember, everybody, quick little uh, five stars and D-back on uh, iTunes would be greatly on the appreciated. Review, yep. And uh, should you want to chat with us,
0: there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Sure. You can get in touch with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. <laughs> At Show uh, mm-hmm. And then Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And one more quick little tidbit is to find the Drunkard United FC closed group on Facebook, uh, which is where we do most of our shit talking. And it was fire this whole
1: week between the FA Cup and the weekend's action. Oh, my God. It was great. The, 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 uh, the group I would like to say is uh, Finding It's Stride. Right? Oh, absolutely.
0: 100%. There was one. I had a good zinger. Uh, on there. A friend of the show Michael Christopher uh, said something along the lines of he was ranting about Manchester United's performance and how yeah. they have opportunity after opportunity especially what? against shitty teams and he said well what what does that get us? What does it fucking get us when we do this? And I just responded uh, it got you out of the title race. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: I, lo- I love him in the group because he is that stereotypical Manchester United yeah. fan. It's like Really, only knows his own four walls and doesn't know that anything else is really <laughs> around him is complete. I, I fucking love it because they're because they're both frustrating and endearing in the same. I. Fucking love it! Uh, it's, br- it's, it's absolutely brilliant, it's so fantastic. Our boy
0: Jeet had a couple of very funny, uh, very funny memes. Oh, drop. the fucking the,
1: the Tottenham Cup was fucking brilliant. <laughs> the Tottenham Cup was so brilliant. Yeah. We almost beat Everton. Ah, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry, and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So, as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy. Another one from uh, Whiskey Advocates Top 20. By the way, kids, if you haven't figured it out yet, there's
0: going to be a theme till we've finished them all. Yep. Uh, (laughs) So this one is number 17 in Whiskey Advocates 2020 Top 20. Uh, This is the Balcones Lineage um, Batch SML 20-2. Uh, this is their American single malt. It comes out of Texas, I believe. Yes, uh, comes out of Texas. It was rated 91 by Whiskey Advocate. Comes in at 94 proof and will only run you between 39.99 and 44.99 on the shelf. Uh, as American single malt ascends, Balcone shows its leadership with its triumphant offering. That's big words. Uh, it's bursting with tropical fruits, kiwi, mango, guava, jackfruit, uh, buttressed by. Okay. Okay. What's that mean? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Buttressed by undercurrents of cinnamon, dried chilies, uh, blueberry muffins, and nuts. Um, Those juicy ripe fruits remain intense on the palate. Two-stepping with cocoa powder, barrel chair, roasted pecans, and black pepper. I thought it was more of a foxtrot than a two-step, but that's all right. (laughs) Uh, The dance sweeps into a lengthy finish uh, of grilled pineapple. Mocha and tobacco tapering off into a bitter chocolate and oak. Uh, Balcones is is putting both American single malt and the state of Texas on the map. Um, Thing I will say about that is Texas is very large, and we all knew of its existence prior to this. <laughs> uh, this good is answer. a lovely whiskey. Yeah, it's. Um, uh, so l- hold it, let me get it out before drink responsibly. Yes. Let's now let's talk about it.
1: Very good. Um, <laughs> uh, I I get the tropical fruits that come from it. Mm-hmm. I I think that uh, perhaps the advocate is a bit too wordy. In this description, because
0: yes, I don't know where the fuck you get blueberry muffin in this. <laughs> uh, me either. I do get the tobacco and oak yeah. on the back end, big time. Yeah, it's, um, it's got a nice finish. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the yeah the all the scones and everything else they talked about. I didn't get any of that shite. Uh, the pineapple, yes, tropical fruits, guava especially. Um, I get that stand out to me a bit, and that the finish is lengthy. I, I really enjoy this whiskey. Uh, so, uh,
1: a few thoughts on it. Um, Balcones has been around for a while. Um, they have had some problems with their original owner, kind of being a little too crazy and a little too flamboyant, a little too over the top. That to the point that the investors kind of tried to force them out. How and- so? Uh, I, I just, I don't know all the exacts, just, uh, Come on, <laughs> start some rumors. I, it. <laughs> I don't know all the exacts. I just know. I mean, I, you, you know, this from the, um, the report we get every day. God, why am I Shankin. The, no, no, no. The dude from, um, oh. the dude from, um, the Buffalo trace distillery. I don't know. The Mark Roberts report. Or uh, I don't like, get that. Okay. Um, I get shankin daily. Okay. Got it. Well, this guy does the same thing. He, okay. he owns He's, he owns the, he's one of the original owners of the distillery and gotcha. he's part of, All right. he's part of that whole group, that whole supplier group. He's one of their high ups and he got does the whole release on it. A lot of stuff went on and this was about four years ago with the brand. They've really sent honed in on single malts. So they make, um, they make a ride, they make a bourbon and they do those kind of things and they're, and they're decent. They're, they're young, you know, um, yep. <clears throat> they do a lot of small barrel stuff, which has its own flaws. But I feel in the single malt category, they've really found a stride. Yeah, and I like that these don't taste like small barrel productions. Right. You know, yep. and uh, the the one thing I wish they would do, and you can't see it obviously because this is a audio platform, is that they run with what I like to call the craft spirit generic bottle number five.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, which is and and. <laughs> Every other brand who used to use this barrel has since, I mean, this bottle has since changed from this bottle. Yeah. You're a real deal brand. How about we go ahead and get yourself a big boy bottle, right? You know, who's using those bottles Hudson. Hmm. Oh, they've gone to these ones.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so the whiskey's great and it's deserving. It's deserving of its uh, recognition on, uh, on the uh, whiskey advocate top 20. It may be a collective works because they put out a lot of single malts. Right. And they may have just gone, you know what? They keep cranking out some really, really good stuff. I feel like we maybe we owe them one. Yeah. So that might be the case. Um, yeah. Could be. But the the whiskey's lovely. Um, uh, it, You would never expect to find tropical fruits coming out of a and a, a single, single malt, malt yeah. an american single malt um, it's
0: usually what you get like at a speakeasy and stuff obviously which is where single malt took off originally right. in general <laughs> you typically get a lot of like pear yeah and then floral yeah so for this to have so many tropical fruits it's it's pretty intense it's I, it's very cool i wonder if climate has a lot to do with that could be yeah i, yeah. I definitely think that or just the the where the the um the uh, barley's grown in general could have a lot to do
1: with that. That was the last thing I was going to mention is we didn't, we kind of just sit in here talking single malt, single malt, single malt, but we didn't, you know, bother to reference. For those of you who don't know, when we're talking about single malt, 100% barley coming from one distillery. That is whenever you use the term single malt, it needs to it be. Is a single malting of barley. Right. And yep. it 100% barley being done by one distillery. It's not being blended with any other whiskies. It's from one place, 100% barley. America has just recently gone to that rule. Originally, when we first started making single malts, that was not the rule. But about two years ago, we went to officially following the same rules as Japan, Ireland, Scotland, the rest I was of the gonna, world. I was
0: going to say, really, uh, American single malt wasn't a legal category until <laughs> relatively recently. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, in general. Um, so you could pretty much do what you want. And a lot of times it, it was an undefined category. Now it is... Uh, legally defined, and you must adhere to certain rules or else uh, you can't call it that. Uh, uh, The late great Dave
1: Pickerel used to call uh, American single malt the craft beer because when you're making whiskey, if you're a craft distiller and you're making whiskey, bourbon is bourbon. Rye is rye. Uh, Yeah, you can't, wheat is wheat. You can't deviate from that at all, right? Where in the beer world, there was water and light water. So craft beer was able to dance in this whole world that nobody else could. Well, in craft distilling, Figured that was more like a cha-cha, right? So single, very good. Single malt, single malt became that world. Became the twerking. It turned whiskey on its head. Very good. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. We've uh, we've chatted enough about the whiskey, so let's have a good
0: show, kids. Uh, I'm off to a fucking flying start. If I do say so myself. You go ahead and keep batting yourself on the back. of the kitchen wet, everything. God damn. You
1: you are a special boy. (laughs)
0: Absolute fire since
1: I walked through the door. Gotta tell you, I hate opening with Manchester City and Liverpool for two weeks in a row, but fuck me if they weren't the story again. Leicester City 3, Liverpool 1, Manchester City 3, Tottenham 0. Liverpool finally seem to be playing well. They get a lead
0: and then they fuck it right off. Yeah, um, it was pretty cagey uh, opening in this game, I thought. Um, pretty poor mistakes in the build buildup uh, on, on both sides. Uh, didn't really have much in the final third. That was until Roberto Firmino decided uh, to pull off one of the loveliest bits of skill of the season. Um, and shifted Let me say that again. Yeah, shifted the ball from his right foot to his left back heel, uh, and then Mosala one touch into the far post. It was absolutely brilliant. It's something worth
1: mentioning. Uh, Everybody, when you talk about the prototypical striker, it's the person that their entire existence is based upon what you do for scoring goals, right? And Firmino, and to a lesser extent, uh, Giroud, particularly his time with France, where he just, you do all the dirty work. He
0: didn't score a single goal, but was arguably their player of the tournament when they won the World Cup. Right,
1: so... In, in this system, the way that it's set up, because let's face it, you have 20-goal scorer Mane on one side of you and 20-goal scorer Salah on the other side of you. Your job as a striker isn't necessarily to put 20 in the back of the net. Your job is to be able to control the ball, distribute the ball. And I hate to say I'm about to pay fucking Liverpool a compliment. He's the best in the biz at doing it. Yep. He really is. And, and that assist in that moment shows you exactly how brilliant uh, he is at what he does. And I would hope Brazil would take note of that and start going, maybe, just maybe, should be Neymar on one side, Richie on the other side, and Firmino right in the middle to feed the two of
0: them and let them go fucking crazy internationally. Absolutely. yeah, Or even Jesus... Play him off the wing because he's pacey. Yeah, you know, yeah. for for either one of those, if Neymar's hurt or parting too hard or whatever, decides right. to be that he misses a game for, uh, rolling and, uh, rolling around
1: on the ground twenty fucking times, still
0: rolling <laughs> yeah. uh, from the World Cup that time, rolling rolling <laughs> rolling rolling. rolling. <laughs> That little Limp Biscuit reference, I yeah. like that. This is one of yeah. my favorite bands back in the day oh. because I'm a douche. <laughs> I was gonna uh,
1: say, just uh, what I mean, Sam. <laughs> most people would look at you, their first look at you would go, mm, He's doing it all for the nookie. No, he and pro- you're goddamn right, okay? <laughs> no, they would say, Hmm, he probably liked Limp Bizkit in the <laughs> 90s, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No,
2: it's even worse, he probably likes Limp Bizkit now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> only the shit from the 90s, though. <laughs> and early 2000s. Only Very the good. stuff that I grew up with. All the new shit is absolute trash. Uh, anyway. So then, then from... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Liverpool decided to be the architects of their own demise.
1: <laughs> if funny. They get saved by VAR to then only get fucked by VAR, literally in a one-two punch of plays.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it was... <sighs> It was wild. It, I still, for the life of me, that's the second goal, especially Jamie Vardy's goal. Mm-hmm. I know that Quebec is new. Mm-hmm. I know that Allison tries to be a sweeper keeper like Ederson. Mm-hmm. That though comes with a little bit of communication necessary. I don't know if Quebec speaking uh, speaks English or not. Um, I don't know if Allison speaks German, which mm-hmm. is where Quebec was signed from. Um, but that was absolutely terrible. If, if, if you can see Allison, because he came a good 20 yards, mm-hmm. you could see that Quebec's not shying away from that. Just let him deal with it. Is it necessarily his ball to deal with? He's facing the wrong direction, this, that, the other. Really should, in my opinion, be Allison's ball, right? Or Allison should remain where he is and allow Quebec to play the way he's facing, right? And, and relieve that pressure. But Allison could
1: have easily just touched it back, back to back to Allison, right? All right, right, yeah.
0: Easily. Or Allison just says, "Hey, it's mine," right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is when you're wearing the same uniform, right, or or the uniform of the team, because obviously goalkeepers wear a different color. But those are your friends. You're on the same side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't tackle him. Just yeah. <laughs> just don't fucking tackle him, mate. <laughs> he, <laughs> it's he fine. Me he tackled it's fine. Him. Yeah. He tackled him, and then... And and no player on the face of the planet would you expect to benefit from something so ridiculous than Jamie fucking... (laughs) Uh, And then taking the piss out of Jurgen Klopp with a celebration. Oh, that was fucking brilliant. Grabbing the corner flag and... Yep. Using it as a guitar. (laughs) How's this for heavy metal football? Yeah. And look, right... Right Right down at the
1: bench. Right down the line, right at Klopp, it went, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, heavy metal, baby. Look at this. Yep,
0: It was... (laughs) Insane, like, Jamie fucking
1: Vardy, man. It just it's so brilliant. Here, I I I pose this question to you then. So you have this this scenario where we talked about the defense of Chelsea not trusting Kepa, right, and overplaying because they don't trust him. Are we in a scenario in which Allison doesn't trust the people in front of him? Yes. And feels like he has to overproduce? Yes. And in that overproducing, he's fucking it up even worse. Yes, Melissa. I mean,
0: <laughs> Allison.
2: I mean, what are we talking about? Here's here's my question. Can we blame Allison's performance on the fact that Graham drafted him in the third? Second round. or second, oh, even worse. <laughs> in the second round of our fantasy draft?
0: Oh, absolutely. 100% we can. <laughs>
2: Second round, really? You picked a goalie. I'm just, I'm going back to
0: mute. You picked Taylor's team, and he just this week, twenty fourth week of the season, finally got a starting goalkeeper. Uh,
2: but yeah. he was my number one draft pick. Uh,
0: uh, Jamie Vardy.
2: Jamie fucking well, Vardy. Well, it had to be. <laughs> Thank yeah, you call very much. him by his Christian
0: it's, name. It, you're right. It had to be. It had to be Jamie Vardy. So, I don't care who went first. If they I didn't pick Vardy. Jamie it was Vardy
2: in the first two rounds, and you drafted Allison. That's all I'm going to say. I'm hitting mute.
0: All right. It was, it it was been, I will admit it may have been a bit of a reach.
1: It was Vardy but, and Hamas Rodriguez were her first two picks in the
0: first round. But I am in fifth ahead of you and uh, your proxy team.
2: <laughs> so, I have nothing to do with it. All I did was draft it, and Taylor has run with it on his own.
0: All right. It's so it's tits theme now. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. It's tits themed. It's all boob themed. So oh, he yeah, picked up t- Areola. He picked up Tate. <laughs> uh, yeah and i was making fun of all of his names all weekend I, did you see, see that i, I love the, of tits are us um, i love the, the boob
1: crew <laughs> when i when i asked him when i asked him about being in the fantasy league he, he only he said one thing he goes sure as long as i'm allowed to do as many bits as humanly possible <laughs> i went go for it and you know what Taylor, all the bits don't land. They don't always land. And sometimes they're really dangerously close to the line. But I'll tell you what, you've done well, my friend. You've done very well. Um, and then finally, Barnes with the last goal. I just, this slide right now for, for Liverpool is it's just, insane. it's yeah. awful. It's absolutely awful. So
0: it's it's one of the worst in their their history, to be honest. They also, <laughs> since Christmas, have been one of the worst teams in the league. Mm-hmm. 0-2-5, uh, I think it is. Two draws, mm. five losses they also i i we make fun of jürgen klop a lot take the piss out of him a bit mm-hmm. uh just had a, a a bit of a revelation this week so i will backtrack a little bit not everything but a little bit um is uh apparently his mother fell ill in january and mm-hmm. passed away yeah he was unable to attend her funeral due to covid travel restrictions and it appears as though since then is when liverpool's been shit uh, and part of the problem, I think, is he runs on such raw emotion, and is more—I don't know—necessarily a tactician. For real, he sets up a, a basic system, but he adheres to that system. He doesn't really yeah. change things or do anything else. Right. There's
1: there's but not he, a plan B. But in his defense, there normally doesn't need, need to, to be, be a plan B because his plan A
0: is so fucking good. Right. It dominates a match so his main job is man management is inspiration and, and getting the players to show up. And if he's that emotionally drained, I think that's, what's not coming off. You add in arguably the most important player in Virgil van Dyke being out having to, they should have had a succession plan. Completely agree. I'm not, saying that you just but- had a winner you just had a winner window
1: you bought a guy in the championship who isn't even making your bench and you bought a guy from from the worst defensive team the last place team in the Bundesliga you you could have
0: done better but before that yes what i'm saying is is having to take his most important midfielders out of midfield and play them in defense mm-hmm. in that stead until they brought in these other players. Why that's continued, I don't know, and I'm not defending that part. Right. But for a while, he didn't have that option. He had those two people or U18s, so you play those two people. Um, so what pa- pa- what I'm saying is please. what I'm saying is is that you couple his most important job as a manager in motivating his team through raw motion and going crazy and, you know, heavy metal football. And he doesn't have that because he's depressed at the moment. Couple that with these these little cogs missing from his normal plan anyway. And you get this flat bang average team that's showing up week in, week out for the last six weeks. Pep lost his mom during COVID as well. Yep. Um, I think he was last, allowed to travel back to Spain though. No, he was not. Oh, he wasn't. At it was the time.
1: right during. It was during the full shutdown when there wasn't um, even yeah. footy. He wasn't. So he was just left in an apartment to his fucking thoughts, and that was it. Now, uh, last season, in terms of his job, that probably uh, helped. Last season, they were missing arguably their their best defender in Emmerich Laporte at that time. Then you go into this year. Currently, they're missing their talismanic goal scorer in Aguero, who's getting up there in years, but still. And they're missing arguably the best fucking player in the world. And yeah. Kevin DeBruña. That's so fair. it's fair. Southampton currently has half its fucking team. I'm I'm willing, I'm willing to concede that they are going through a rough patch. Yeah. Everyone's going through a rough but fucking that, that, patch. They're I'm finding saying. a way to win. I'm
0: willing to backtrack on a bit of it. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Not on bit. all of it. My point is, is that. Pep Guardiola is much more scientific than he is emotional. Right. Jurgen Klopp is much more emotional than he is scientific. That's fair. So those emotions that he needs to motivate his team, mm-hmm. if they are lacking, Very he fair. doesn't have Very. the science to back it up. A- absolutely. Very That's fair. my point. Very fair. So
1: I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so used to as an Everton fan just seeing like Liverpool Twitter. Blow up and say, you know, he should be given a reprieve to take personal time off, and and you know this team this team should just be put into Champions League because of all the hardships that they dealt with. The fuck We're, off of that. Remember, hey, also, give, this, him re- give him a give him a leave is of absence. This this is sure, if that's the, what you want to do. Fine, this is the but- same team that said Jordan Pickford should be brought up on criminal fucking charges. <laughs> they wrote a fucking petition and sent it to fucking Parliament. Okay, so. <laughs> I I I I feel for I feel for Jurgen losing his mom, that's and fucking, I know that's fucking classic. Though I taking know a piss. I know when I lost. Well, the problem was they weren't taking a piss. The problem with the Liverpool supporters is they're dead serious about it. They actually honestly believe it. Whereas the rest of us, you know, West Ham doing the whole thing with Mike Dean, that's them taking a piss. Fucking Liverpool believes that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Elanon. Now, <clears throat> I'll be the first to admit, yes. <laughs> I'll be the first. I'll be the first to admit. Like when my mom passed away, for two months I was a fucking prick. I was hard
0: to fucking deal with, you know. And that's so I'm not gonna. Two months. Fuck off! I was to say your wife might have noticed that because she's around you more often than I am. But, mm-hmm. but for me, it was par for the course. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> You're always a prick to me. <clears throat> so <laughs> let's get let's get to the
1: more important thing, which is really let's t- take a second here and talk about Lester. There was an incredibly executed plan and to have the patience to not fold when Liverpool took the lead. Oh, yeah. Because Liverpool probably up until that point had the better of the chances and was probably the better side. And Leicester figured out a way to hold their form, get the result, and play an exceptional,
0: take advantage of a fact of a team that's clearly wounded. Absolutely. And 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 took advantage of of mistakes, obvious blatant mistakes. Um, Harvey Barnes, though, a great pass from Wilfred and Didi, Mm -hmm. But that young man, James Madison as well, with his his goal, Mm -hmm. those two young players are showing the composure, the maturity to have very cultured finishes. They're not always these crazy, emphatic, wild things. Harvey Barnes was a, a good run. He used his body well and then just slotted it far corner like he's been doing it for years. And he's, what, 20? Yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He might not even be twenty yet. I can't, to be honest, I can't think remember. he's twenty. So, so. but it's fantastic. It, it's it's credit to Brendan Rodgers for bringing these players in and bringing them through with regular game time and and developing them because he's been there now for what two years? Mm-hmm. There, this is this. He's, we're in the middle of his third year, I think. Yeah. Right? Is that right? Yes. He's he's really brought these players on, and now they're you know in talks of England contention. Yeah. And, you know, Madison Madison already uh, is is part of the England setup, but Harvey Barnes and and they're just they're playing with such maturity, such confidence, such composure and and tact in in the system. It's amazing. In the system that Southgate
1: likes to play. And that would normally be it was in the World Cup. It was Dele Alli. Why shouldn't it be James Madison directly behind Harry Kane?
0: Well, it should be because
1: Deli Alley doesn't fucking play, well, right? Right, but th- that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Why shouldn't it be James Madison? James Madison has been fucking phenomenal. Like uh-huh. in the Euros, James Madison should start directly behind fucking Harry Kane. And guess what? On one of those fucking wings, it shouldn't necessarily be Rashford. It should be fucking um um fucking Jack Grealish. Like there's players on the quote lesser clubs that are fucking outperforming what? the big club players. James Ward Prowse. time. Big time. James Ward-Prowse. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dominic
0: Calvert-Lewin. Yeah,
1: absolutely. There's zero reason why Calvert-Lewin should not be the backup
0: striker. Danny Ames. Zero reason. Yeah. Danny yeah. Ings and Ward-Prowse are the two that jump out from Southampton. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Calvert-Lewin, obviously. Uh, Michael Keane as a center back is, mm-hmm. is playing very, very uh, kind of underappreciated this season. Mm-hmm. Very playing very well. Yep. Um, there's there is a lot of
3: players, uh, as Connor, you say. Connor Cody
0: for Wolves. Yep. uh Tyrone Mings for Aston Villa. like. Yep. There are some they're really great players. Tyrone Mings, when he yells at somebody, it would scare the absolute piss out of me. <laughs> yeah. You can hear him over the fake crowd noise. <laughs> it is awesome. He's loud. Oh, um, yeah.
1: So we, we we questioned, and I want to kind of get on to uh, City, and there's not a, really a lot to talk about City and, and Spurs. Really, the bulk of it was to talk about Leicester and, uh, and Liverpool in this first segment. But Leicester, one of the things we kind of talked about was you know, hey, we understand you beat City early on, but we kind of need you to prove it to us. Right. I would just say they fucking proved it to us. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with you. You know, I... I It gotta, helps that they're healthy. It, well, Without Vardy, they were...
0: Eh, you
1: know, well, meh. well, and they're also healthy in like Sanyochu's back. So now right. Fufana suddenly yep. becomes an extra player if God forbid Evans gets hurt, which by the way, Evans, we're talking about, you know, this match, Evans played pretty much the entire second half on one leg. On one fucking leg, right, and was baller, baller in the fucking back, you know. So I, I mean, do we? Is there a chance? I mean, because God forbid
0: you, you know, you beat City again. Could Leicester fucking do it again? Nah, no. I, it's City's ten I, points clear of Leicester with a game in hand. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen.
1: I mean, you need you. The, the problem for Leicester and and um, Manchester United, I'm not going to say Liverpool here because uh, old Yergy fucking conceded. Oh, yeah. That's right. He conceded
0: the title before Trump conceded the election. He conceded it with,
1: yep. Yep. <laughs> that's I exactly mean, defeated. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. But, so He knew it was over. He so, knew he lost th- and he said it. If, you, if, United, <laughs> if United and, and Leicester want to <laughs> sniff at the title, they're going to need help. Right, they're going to need help. They're going to need the people around them to beat City. Like they're going to need they're going to need Everton to get a point off City. Like that's what they're going to need. They do not control their own destiny. So, um, continuing on, uh, Spurs come out early and put one right off the post, and it seems like an
0: excellent strike that was. Seems like okay, we got ourselves a game. (laughs) No, no,
1: we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't.
0: After that, City took complete fucking control of the game. Yep, Uh, I don't think Spurs left their own half for probably. 70 of the remaining yeah, 85 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty piss poor uh, from Tottenham again.
1: I do love Rodri taking the penalty and then post presser. Uh, Pep going, oh, is Rodri now taking penalties? Nope. Nah, he was like, <laughs> no, that was, that was pretty poor.
0: I think he said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. He's um, got
1: nobody to take penalties. Like, seriously, everybody's starting to call for Ederson to take penalties because Ederson told Rodri... <laughs> way go. <laughs> the
0: uh <laughs> just have the fucker go up and take the penalties he's a sweeper keeper anyways let him do it right i mean he normally finds himself on the edge of the opposition box for no reason <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh definitely could have done better with that with that penalty um it was very poor goalkeeping in my opinion and uh Rodri was fortunate to score as we've we've discussed uh gundawin though made it two no and again three nothing with some lovely skill uh ederson with the pass. Uh, maybe he could just go up and play in De a spot oh, Jesus, uh, as that well. Pass. That pass God. was fan fucking tastic. Good strength from Gundogan mm-hmm. to give Sanchez a little bump and collect the ball, and then <laughs> he had the skill turned uh Davis and Sanchez inside out. And, um, decided, uh, Davison Sanchez decided to go down like a dead fish. Yeah. Just flop. <laughs> like <laughs> Didn't even get his arms down now. Like upon- arms at his
1: side, face
0: planted. Like yeah. his, I think his head bounced off the turf. It was like that dickhead celebration on FIFA when he, the, yeah. he just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I honestly think that Davison Sanchez upon further review was probably trying to keep his arms out of the way as to not get a red card for an intentional handball or something like that. Of course. Um, But it was very funny to look at. (laughs) And, uh, and the didn't have a chance. So city seem unstoppable. Yep. Can they be beat? No, not by you or me in their next two games. Promise you that.
1: The bottom of the table had a few big results, As a few teams say, we're not dead yet.
2: I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your diapers. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not
1: dead. Yes, he is. I'm not.
0: He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm
2: getting better. No, you're
0: not. You'll be stone dead in a moment.
2: I feel fine. I think I'll go for a walk.
0: You're not fooling anyone, you know.
2: I feel happy. I feel happy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Fulham 2, Everton nil, West Brom 1, Manchester United 1. Um, so in order to talk about a team playing in a match, the team actually has to show up, put on their uniforms, get on to the pitch, and play said match. Everton did everything up into the play said match part. <laughs> um <clears throat> I really, what I think most of this should be, and I, I mean, I'll gladly take my shot. I'll gladly say we were absent. I mean, honestly probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen from Everton Football Club. It was pitiful. It was so bad.
0: It was absolutely pitiful.
1: So, I mean, honestly, when I say this, let's direct the attention to the team that fucking deserved it. We do this whenever a big club, like one of the, like whenever City loses to Norwich, what do we say? We go, well, let's fucking talk about Norwich beating fucking City. because it's
0: probably the only time we ever talked about them last season. (laughs) Right, precisely. Well, in this instance, you know what? Fucking... Let's talk about fucking Fulham, man. I, what a fucking game from them. Absolutely. Mel, if you'll do the honors here uh, and pass that over to your <laughs> lovely husband, mm-hmm. he needs to do a shot of Malort. Uh, really, I, I Fulham created a lot more chances in this game despite possession being pretty dead even. Um, but that being said, they did only have one more shot on target than you. So for as abject as you were, Fulham didn't create much more than you did.
1: We only had two shots on target, and that was at the end of the fucking game.
0: I think the stats gave you credit for three. <laughs> but uh Fulham had four.
1: So we, we were already we were already down 2-0 when we finally recorded our first shot on target, which was right in the chest of Areola on a bouncer.
0: Was it now? Right in the chest of Areola. Right in the chest. Right where he is. The jokes write themselves, killer. (laughs) The jokes write themselves. And also, if anybody's offended by that, I don't mean anything by it. I'm just a child. And I can't contain myself. Boobies, <laughs> boobies, and dicks. The jokes are just so funny. It's always funny. Talk about boobies, dicks, or butts. I'm we're always going to giggle. Thirty-four-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Fulham were excellent. Uh, like you said, Everton didn't create anything until right up at the end of the game. Now the stats in this case are kind of <laughs> lying, uh, if you will. Um, but I think Fulham. Could have done a bit better. it could have been a lot worse for you to be to be fair. Uh, Olsen getting the start again mm-hmm. um, and didn't cover himself in glory again.
1: Hey, I, I think I think on the the, the second goal that uh, Maja scored, which uh, little shout out to everybody who's watched Sunderland till I died the second season, uh, Maja would be the young gentleman that got sold to France. That had uh, that was the leading goal scorer in the league that's in week right. One. Yeah, yeah that's sunk, right. Went out to Bordeaux, and then uh, this transfer window, Josh King, who ended up going to Everton last minute. Fulham got Maja in, in on uh, in on loan, and he put away a brace in this match. And um, Lookman, who famously got kind of shunned by Everton because of quote work ethic, didn't train, yeah. Um, <laughs> Had himself a fucking game. He yeah, was of like, "Of because he was y'all like, let him go." He, he was, was like, pissed. "Hold on one second here." um Coleman, while a feisty man, is an older man, so I'm just gonna run at him really fast. and oh by the way, this is the side of the field where Hamas is. He's
0: not getting any help either, is he? he ain't gonna be no defense. Yeah. So I got one guy to beat. I'm gonna beat him all day. And boy, did he beat him all day. Yep. Uh, it, it really was an unbelievable result it's, it's what well, we've been talking about the football and Fulhams and playing and not getting results. this mm-hmm. finally uh, bore the fruit of their labor. However, um, they are going to need to keep it going. Mm-hmm. They closed the gap to I think seven points to Newcastle yep um, but they're they're going to have to go on a bit of a run here to try uh, to try and write that deficit, which leads me to the next thing this next week, Burnley. Sheffield are their next two matches. I think they have a third chucked in there as well in a relegation scrap, and then it gets very difficult. For well, them after that, after, well after that, it's Palace who
1: isn't in the relegation scrap, but it's a possible point situation. Yeah. But this is next week. They play midweek at Burnley, and then at home to Sheffield. We talked about it. They didn't. They didn't They didn't do what they needed to do against uh, West Brom and Brighton, and they ended up drawing both of those matches. You finally got a W. This is something to build on. Remember, whenever Newcastle goes down, it's not this like massive shitty season. It's always this. Right at the end, they just go whoop, and you go, "Oh shit! Look, Newcastle just went down." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and <laughs> if Newcastle isn't setting themselves up for that right now, and one of the things we talked, I when I talked with Jason before the match, I was like, "The problem for Fulham is." is you need to have three teams shittier than you. Unfortunately, right now, there's only two teams shittier than you. Right, That third team could be Newcastle. Burnley's not 100% out of the woods yet, but it's still not, you know. Yep. It, 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 it's there for him. And <clears throat> again, all the credit in the world to Fulham. Harrison Reed had himself a match Absolutely. in the middle of the he fucking pitch. Yeah, he did. They did it without Nguisa, who's been, I think, their best player of the mm-hmm. season, really controlling the middle of the field. And Lamella and, and Reed had a great game, and then they brought in Nguisa a little bit later on. But Fulham dominated from start to finish, and they made they made a decent side in
0: Everton look very ordinary. Um, and mostly fit, too. I mean, yeah. the only person that was really out was, <coughs> was uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Right. Uh, and you had Richarlison start through the middle, which we've seen him do before, and he was less effective like we've talked about before.
1: Yeah, I, I think one of, the, one of the major criticisms that should probably be brought up about Everton in this match would be Carlo Ancelotti. For as many times as he gets it right, this is his second time going with the quote-unquote Christmas tree right where it's the four in the back the, the the two central midfielders and then two two like up making like this little perfect point yeah and no go so good you shouldn't have James, Gilphy Sigurdsson and Andres Gomez on the field at the same time and then when you make your subs your subs are to take Davies and Coleman off when they were kind of the only two guys running the entire time yeah you know? right. <laughs> like well those are the two guys that got sacrificed for attacking players er, i mean it's just Right. You know. and it, well, well, no, it was. Well, they brought him fucking Mikey Keane. Well, that was the other thing, too. It's you, you went with the two kids. You went with Holgate and Godfrey in the back. And oh, that's the, right. He brought Keene on, didn't he? Yeah. But it, it's clear Godfrey, that's Holgate, bad. the two of them. Like, Godfrey's done a great job, but he's still very young, still got a lot to learn. But with, particularly with Holgate, you need to. Mina or Keene has to be back there. One of the two of them has to be back there as kind of the anchor. And then you let the other one be playing next to them. Right. You can't let it be the two of them together. And there was just too many mistakes. And it was just very bad match out of Everton. And uh, I graciously took my loss, took my whoopings from uh, Fulham USA with Brian and uh, Fulham in the South with Jason and uh, and Terry and the whole crew laid in nice and thick to me. And I, and I told him, you know what? Y'all deserve the win. But you also deserve to be told to fuck the right off, <laughs> which I'm telling you right now, fuck off as I do this shot of
0: my Lord. <laughs> um, it was a wonderful result from my point of view as well, just because I like to see you in pain. Wow, been a while.
1: Mm. <laughs> Ooh, that bitter got just underneath my tongue this time. Ooh, that's a bad place mm. for it. So like, Oh, my God. My mouth's salivating
0: earwax. Nice. <laughs> uh, so West Brom Woo. and Manchester United drew 1-1. One, one. That was a wild result. Yes, um, please. Go ahead. But, but not, a wild, not a wild game. Um, United were absolute fucking garbage I, for the entire first half until Bruno Fernandes decided to scurl, sc- scurl, score a bit of a worldie. Uh, my first
1: note on here, Sam,
0: as you uh,
1: jumped in and took it over, which I appreciate considering I was dealing with You were with having mine. trouble over there. <laughs> Figured I'd help you out. About as big Sam as a match could get. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: basically. Um, I mean,
1: it would just, just, just be you're like, well, this is big Sam football. <laughs> well,
0: West Brom came out and punched early. Um, uh, Deonye, I don't know how you say his name. Nkambe, Deonbe? No, Diang. It's D-I-A-G-N-E. So I think it's Diagne, uh, Diagne, Maybe maybe. D- maybe Dion? No, no, no. Last name maybe. Because I remember there would they now
1: have okay and maybe on their team. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's your say? Maybe. Dude, what's your say? Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, maybe. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, he came out scored early and actually had a chance to win it right near the death. In the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't think West Brom got out of their own half. Manchester United poured forward had absolutely nothing in the way of finishing, uh, except for Bruno Fernandez. the one time that West Brom allowed him the time and space to, to maneuver and decent pass. Uh, and he finished with a plum. Yeah. Yeah. One of a multitude of volleys that we'll come on to shortly (laughs) that were absolutely fucking fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Harry, uh, Harry McGuire is very funny after the game. Oh, uh, Had that header ready to death. John Stone with a fantastic fingertip save. Put it
1: right onto the post. Fingertip or fingernail. I mean, that was the inches off of the fucking gloves that barely just directed
0: it to the post. Absolutely. He also
1: made that nice little kick save that then got uh, cleared off the
0: line by one of the defenders as well, too. Absolutely. Uh, But after the game, I thought it was funny. Uh, Harry Harry Maguire uh, stepped up to the mic as a captain should and said something along the lines of you're never going to come to West Brom and create 10 clear-cut chances.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you created eight. Yeah. Fuck happened. They're the worst team in the league by far. Yeah. So you're Manchester fucking United, you idiot. Did you forget that? Yeah, like, exactly. What do you mean you're not going to you create 10 clear cut chances against everyone because of who you are? It's it's your fucking job. That's what you do. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. They're not very good. You are. His, so pff, uh, what are you talking about? I we do have
1: to talk about the VAR non-call for the penalty, which was kind of odd because if VAR is looking at for contact there was contact. Maguire actually got grabbed by the shoulder. He went down easy, but I mean let's face it, if that's Sala, that's a fucking pen, right? Probably. If that's Bruno, that's a fucking pen, right? That's what happens when you're a blockhead. But 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 he but here's here's the issue. This is the issue I have with that. Is that just before that, Maguire was fucking off sides. And the last time I checked, before you checked the foul, you're supposed to check for fucking offside. And he was
0: well offside. He
1: was well. They
0: just never even checked offside. Didn't even look at it. They just gave a free kick the other direction. Just, I'm not really uh, understanding how that got worked uh, out.
1: Okay, so then if it's not a foul for him grabbing him in the box, then McGuire dove and then wears his yellow card for diving. Right. Um. In, in what is the second year of VAR... And I don't want to go nose deep into this because we still have a ton of other games to cover, but it seems like it's becoming more convoluted and more corrupt with human error. And I'm starting to wonder, I mean, is
0: this even worth fucking keeping? Well, a friend of ours, uh, Chris, friend of the show in our fantasy league, currently rock bottom of said fantasy league, uh, which we'll come on to a bit later in mm-hmm. that segment. Um, shared something and this is why you should follow us on the social. I at, would, I would call him fantasy golf advocate <laughs> uh, at the football show on Facebook and find the um, just search drunkard United FC D R U N K A R D drunkard United FC mm-hmm. find that closed group. Again, it's where most of our shit talk happens. He shared a wonderful YouTube video from the <laughs> athletic, um, that, that publication, The Athletic, mm-hmm. uh, they did a YouTube video of how match officials are chosen for games uh, in England. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a wonderful little video uh, that I think they're going to have uh, some of those that complicated system that they talked about how they choose people for and the merit table that apparently referees are judged by. Uh, they're going to have a lot of difficulty this weekend in figuring out how to deduct points from all of these fucking twats. <laughs> Rounding
1: out the rest of the league in, oh, so that happened. Burnley three, Palace nil. Hold on, wait. Burnley scored three goals.
0: Yeah, Brighton
1: be- nil, Villa nil. Wolves two, Southampton uh, nil? No. Southampton had, no. South- Southampton
0: had one. Yeah. That Southampton- Danny Ings
1: strike. Yeah, I'm just losing my mind trying to, because they just keep playing each other all the time. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> reading's hard. Um, Arsenal four, Leeds two. West Ham three, Sheffield nil. Chelsea to
0: Newcastle nil. No. Fucking disrespectful of you. What? Chuck and Arsenal into the middle of so That Happened in a six-goal fucking thriller um, with your former striker, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. <laughs> I'm not sure if you realize whenever I do so That Happened, I start
1: with the first game that we didn't talk about from the weekend and go directly in order every Don't fucking care. time.
0: Maybe you should do it better
1: maybe you should realize you're going to be in the middle. If that's how I fucking follow my format every time. Fuck that shit. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should drive the bus and write all the notes every once in a fucking while. Nah, that
0: can't can't, be asked.
1: (laughs) Then stop being critical and suck all the dicks. Um, Burnley game over in 10 fucking minutes, man.
0: Yeah, basically. And, um, I just, for all the Hulk smash headers we talk about, we'll talk about one in the arsenal game as well from a name I can't pronounce. Uh, uh Matty Loughton. Mm-hmm. That was a Hulk smash volley. <laughs> yes, it was. That Jesus. was a Hulk smash run. Uh I think it was Slup, maybe? That he just brushed aside. Yeah. <laughs> went to put a tackle in no, it. It was Van, Ar- like, Van Art yeah. Fuck you. I'm still going.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, apparently they haven't <laughs> been fantastic. satisfied with they haven't been satisfied with Mitchell here lately. And
0: then they went over to uh, Van Arthold and he's been
1: Whoa Woeful. <laughs>
0: well, this was a pathetic challenge. Matty Louton just brushed him off, uh, played the ball inside to Jay Rodriguez, who had the wherewithal to um, j- just a deft little flick back over above the rest of the defense to uh, Matt Loughton, who then absolutely hammered a volley <laughs> into the far side. One of the goals of the season in my book, it was absolutely fantastic and that just put the plum uh put the glitter on the fin- on the uh on the game. Palace were terrible, didn't really create much. What they did Nick Pope was well on to uh without worry. I am concerned for Ben Me. Oh my god, he got the when he it was almost it wasn't like
1: Ben Teke was trying to knock him out, but it was like he ran into a brick wall. You saw him go completely limp and just fall straight back on his back. Like, we joke about uh, Davidson Sanchez and the way he fell on his face. Me, it was like,
0: you just got knocked the fuck out. Oh, yeah. The way he went down. Big time. It was bad. Uh, Caught him off on a stretcher. um, Took him off the the field. Interesting. I didn't know you could do this. They decided to use a regular substitution for him. Yeah, I noticed that. I didn't know that you could decide which sub it could be. I thought if it was a possible concussion, it has to be a concussion sub. Right. But they still had their three remaining substitutes, so they decided to use a regular sub. I also don't know if there's a rule that if it's a concussion sub, they have to miss the next game to be reevaluated. Well, Well, the whole point of the concussion sub, I thought, was also to take them off and give them
1: the concussion test so that if they could come back on the concussion sub would come
0: off for him. I uh-uh. thought it's still a substitution. You're still okay. off the field. You're done, but it's an extra beyond the three mm-hmm. solely
1: for a head injury. I, I mean, I guess in that circumstance, they were just like, well, fuck it. We know he's out cold and he isn't coming back on and we haven't used any of our subs yet, So we'll just use them outright because God forbid there's another concussion. We can use it later.
0: Yeah, but you, you would have still it. had your
1: three. Um, Okay. Fair enough. It's just
0: strange. I don't know, but that's just made me wonder if there was some sort of backwoods thing where if it's a concussion sub that takes you off, you have to miss the next game to be reevaluated or something. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, uh, we'll see. But it was it was an awesome game for fucking Burnley. It was absolutely fantastic.
1: All right. So I would like to apologize to Brad formally because I did tell uh, Brad from the uh, CPFC Match Day Commentary Bingo 2021. <laughs> um, one of the squares is no wins without Wilf. And I did tweet to him that Graham would say that immediately. First comment, unprompted. And he didn't. So I apologize, Brad. I thought I knew my co-host better. I was uh, going with
0: it, to be honest. <laughs> the rest of it
1: is uh, lots of players out of contract. The seven, nil loss Roy's age bonus. If compared to uh, uh, opposition managers, career uh, palace, a tough team to break down um, comfortable in the mid table a mention of Liverpool or Leeds for no apparent reason. Uh, the oldest average age of squads of squad players in the Premier League. And Selhurst. And sorry, Selhurst Park is a difficult place to go for any side, except <laughs> it's, it's not. not. So, well, Knott's, no, 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 scoring no, no no, burn. no, 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 for any side, including Crystal Palace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, we had the Burnley bingo, which was great, and I I noticed that one, and I was like, you know what? Sam's going to bring up Wilf.
0: It's going to happen. Sam's definitely going to bring I up. I was going to finish with that. Uh, as Wilf goes Zaha. Well, uh, I'm sorry. As Zaha goes Palace is what I normally say. And there was no Zaha. That's w- what I was going to finish with. Well, you wouldn't have had the chance to finish with that
1: if I would have brought that if I didn't bring this up because I was just going to go to the next game anyway. So you were done. I was done listening <laughs> to you talk about this when match. When have I ever
0: listened to you, period? Um, I'd
1: have said what I wanted to say. Brighton Villa. Bad from, fuckers, bad from Villa. All Brighton. I mean, it was really all Brighton, one hundred percent all Brighton that match. And and I wonder, we have had these conversations earlier in the year, and so did so did the um, commentators and and the pundits as well. That okay, Brighton's playing really attractive ball, but they're losing matches five to two. They're losing matches four to three. Right, so they need to figure out how to be gutsy. Well now that they're being gutsy all the pundits are saying well you got to score goals mate <laughs> well I, i'm i'm sorry brighton's at the bottom of the table right you're going to be one or the other cuz if you're both you know where those teams are top of the fucking table and 11 so,
0: fi- like leeds
1: <laughs> figure out what the fuck you want them to be man <laughs> like yeah. I, mean,
0: um,
1: I, I, I think this Brighton, is an odd game i think brighton's me. secure I I think Brighton has yeah, done enough of, to get themselves secure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Secure. 100%. They, they, it started off very chippy, I was surprised <laughs> to see, though. They were mm-hmm. really getting after each other. Oh, a yeah. lot of fouling in those opening 15-20 minutes. Much so. That was insane. I'm surprised there weren't more cards, even, to be completely honest. Even more so for a normal hack a game. Right. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Uh, Emmy Martinez is the only reason that Villa left that place with a point. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: That's what I was going to say. <laughs> He's the only reason why I'm not doing a shot of Malort. Tonight. The
0: commentator said during the match that if Villa leave here with anything, it about 65 minutes in, mm-hmm. said if Villa leave here with anything, every player on that field and the backroom staff and Dean Smith himself owes Emi Martinez a drink when they yep. get back to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: that guy. Three got
0: Three worldies. Oh, three world-class saves. Worldies. Absolutely world-class saves. Uh, hey, the, the, it was it, fantastic. It, it, I think he jumped from probably three feet right of center and covered the top left corner.
2: He is a giant cat.
0: El Gato. Yeah. El Gato. Very from much Argentina. So. Yep,
1: that's yep. so what we'll be calling big him. There. I'm
2: calling him for the rest of the time now. Elgato.
1: El that was uh, one of the things we were talking about. Is is it Martinez or is it Martinez? Well, it's Argentinian, so it's Martinez because yep. Spain, it's Martinez, right? And I do know.
0: Other, it's the and, English people can't say Martinez.
1: You know, but the English people
2: go Martinez. I'm going. Have we been saying it wrong this whole time? No. And think, goes, No, they are. It, I yeah. was.
0: I was
1: going to say it's because. Roberto Martinez is actually Martinez, right? Oh, the, is it really? The old
0: coach, right? It, and that's how he- Oh, but it has to do with the accent over the eye. Right. So he's now, just a standard eye. So it's right. Martinez. Right. Where Emmy, I think, has an- uh, uh, In French, is called an accent clave. Yeah, Has an accent clave over the eye.
2: Yes. Um, I can't remember what it's ev- called in and Spanish. And so
0: everybody, since Roberto,
1: now everybody apparently pronounces Martinez like Martinez. Because before that- uh, the Mexican player who played for um, uh, Spurs and I believe he also played for um, Hull City as well was Martinez, and they call right. him Martinez all the time, no problem. And now all of a sudden, everybody has been
0: relegated to Martinez. Martinez.
2: It's just another word the Brits can't pronounce, like aluminium.
0: Aluminium. It was the, that was the example I was thinking of. Was aluminium? Because
2: you and I are always right and here, condom.
0: baby. condom. Uh, the, 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 other one, it's already an uncomfortable word. Why'd you have to make it harder? <laughs> vitamins. It's vitamins. Fucking vitamins yeah. <laughs> motherfucker. It's a fucking vitamin and Nike. They call Nike. Do you know that? All right.
1: There's
2: an E. All
0: right. Clearly, yeah, which made
1: clearly I hard. <laughs> clearly, if we're talking about, um, weird things that English people say, we've already talked too much about the nil nil draw. Moving on. We have, <laughs> uh, Wolves in Southampton. Uh, Saints are now losers of six straight in the league since the Liverpool win.
0: Yeah. Um, besides that, that that none of that matters. Uh, Ryan Bertrand did a much better job than Burt Leno of trying to hide his handball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Actually, on review, on replay, I thought for two times I questioned myself, like, ah, oh, maybe it didn't hit him in mm-hmm. the hand. Maybe, yeah. maybe he got away with it. No, I definitely hit him in the hand. He did it on purpose. Definite penalty. Yeah, and, and afterwards it was, well,
1: well, I turned my back. <laughs> yeah. It but was your a- hand was right here. You <laughs> turned your back to reveal the hand.
0: <laughs> to reveal the hand. <laughs>
1: to just it knock was, that shit down.
0: It was brilliant. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. The penalty, obviously, Ruben Nev uh, is pretty automatic, almost like Milivojevic uh, oh, yeah. in that sense. I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't miss very many, unlike uh, Rodri or Gundogan. Uh, (laughs) um, Pedro Neto's goal though fantastic (laughs) gorgeous, had absolutely no angle whatsoever to do what he did and did it anyway and it came off brilliantly but uh, the real story of course is Danny Ings' worldie that ball from Stuart Armstrong was put in at pace um, in a weird angle Mm -hmm. and he almost shinned it Uh, it was a bit higher, didn't really hit his foot it was kind of where his foot and his shin connect (coughs) <coughs> um right on that little bridge. Yep. Uh and just caught the hell out of it. Che Adams with the pick as well uh on the uh on the uh defender, the mm-hmm. Wolves. I think it probably was Connor Cody. Um was kind of getting in the way. He couldn't address Ames and Ames just had a smack at it and uh and completely put it out of Patricio's uh 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 reach. Yeah. Oh um moving on to your match, uh Buck, typically yes.
1: Typically, come on. Typically, this would have been in the rest of the, uh, you know, the first two segments. But the problem is it was two mid table teams playing each other. One mid table team beat
0: another mid table team. Did you see my, Yay, good job on, uh, in the charm city Gooners, Facebook, uh, Mm -hmm. match thread. I said, I put a picture of Beyonce having the doors open for her and she was Mm -hmm. dressed as a queen with shit on her back, Mm -hmm. like trinkets and like, you know, wings and stuff. And, um, I said Stormin in the tenth place. Like, put that gif up. I thought it was pretty clever. I was going
1: to say, just remember, this was eleventh place surpassing tenth place. Yeah, but That's it was all the, this match was. It was
0: the best game of the weekend. Um,
1: <laughs> it was not the best game of the weekend. Absolutely, fucking was. It was uh, what other it the game was, had
0: six goals. Cut. It was.
1: It, it, you goals, tell me.
0: Goals do not goal always lore.
1: goals do not always equal storyline.
0: It was. Listen, it was a entertaining Pierre game. Pierre Emerick tied for the highest goal scorer this weekend. Tied teams for the highest goal return this weekend. Okay. Hey, for once he got off his fucking gamer chair and stopped playing Fortnite and scored three. He doesn't play Fortnite. He plays with his kids. Um, You're just mad that he, (laughs) and the six You you want to walk, you want to walk that one back. You should
1: probably walk that one back.
0: That didn't sound so good. He doesn't play
1: Fortnite. He plays with his kids. He's a father. He (laughs) plays with his children.
0: (laughs) It's normal. And, the six weeks that I've owned him, mm. he's scored more goals for me than he did for you in fantasy, and you're bitter. It's okay. Don't worry about it. All right. Well, let's actually talk about the game instead of fantasy. The fucking goalkeeper, Meslier, should have done a lot better twice. Oh, yeah. That was bad. <laughs> uh, got beat near post twice, uh, once from Aubameyang, uh with the first goal, and then Bellerin for the third. Uh, should have been two penalties. Was only one penalty. Fuck you, VAR. Again, um, and that's basically the story. Uh, Stru- is it Strujk? Strujk? S-T-R-U-I-J-K. I'm leaving you out there on that Strujk.
1: island there, killer. You wanted to take over this fucking segment, so well, go ahead. Pascal all you. is
0: his first name, which is easier uh-huh. to say. But Strujk, uh got one back with a Hulk smash header. That was a big time <laughs> header. Um, and really I was nervous. I had flashbacks to the Raul Jimenez, David Luiz head clash. Oh, uh, yeah. With the way he was. Getting in right there, there, but luckily he got in just before David Luiz, um, and and didn't make contact with his head, uh, and then Rafinha, um, with a corner, uh, with that corner, I'm sorry, and held across to rounded out the scoring with a decent strike from a Roberts pullback, uh, kind of left Bert Leno for <laughs> dead, um, but there was just uh Emil Smith's row ball for Aubameyang for right after halftime for Arsenal's fourth mm-hmm. was. Fucking lovely! Oh, it was a great. It was ball. a beautiful pass. Pass at a game, in my opinion, and Bakuya uh, Bakuya Saka had a wonderful fucking game again. Yeah, uh good to see that
1: you were able to work out uh ozegaard and uh Smith Rowe. Odegard, yeah, yeah, on the pitch at the same time. um I think that's going to benefit you to to continue oh, big doing
0: that. Well, it was uh, the big thing was we went toe to toe with Leeds, so we had Saka, Odegard. <coughs> Uh, Emil Smith Rowe and Abomie all on the field at the same time. Yeah, right. And People then Sabios and Zaka to to blanket the defense, which allowed Bellerin and Cedric to get forward, which pinned back their um uh, Ailing and uh, and Rafinha. Uh, and Phillips. They, Phillips a huge miss mm-hmm. for
1: for Leeds. Like big time. This game's much different. I think if you have Phillips out there to kind of help solidify what, what leads were trying to do. But honestly, leads sleep, completely sleepwalked in the first half. Uh, you
0: know? Aubameyang's uh, 200th professional goal um, in football <clears throat> and uh, first Premier League hat-trick with, with as many goals as he's scored. I'm surprised at that stat. First Premier
1: League hat-trick. About time the 30-year-old started earning his fucking paycheck. Again, fuck up. 11th switch spots <laughs> with 10th. West Ham convincing for the irons i mean just dead to rights great convincing game yep i don't want to get too much into the details of the game because i want to bring up what i wanted to talk about last week are rice and sue check the best pair of midfielders in the premier league right now yes i was gonna say i debate yes i'd probably say so now formations are different and there's a lot of teams like um what uh city do and what um spurs do where they kind of play this Three. It's supposed to be three midfielders, like in a line. Whenever you see the lineup written, but it's really a triangle in the middle uh-huh. of the pitch, and you let the wing backs cover the sidelines. But in the very simple form of, there are two central midfielders. These two guys are holding down the fort. I don't think there's better right now. Nah. It's it's Rice and Suchek and they are clearly the best at what they're doing. And and again, I, I hate to be the broken record because I'm the old because I'm an Everton fan. This is classic fucking Moyes, man. Oh, yeah. Big time. This is, I mean. This is the
0: ferryman to a T.
1: And it's working and it's working well. Absolutely. It's working really well. Completely agree. Now, you hope that the Dildo brothers are trying to sell. You hope they fucking sell. Mm -hmm. You hope they fucking sell because the bones of a good side are here. They're fucking here. You have the right philosophy with the right manager. Is he the one who's going to take you up to the next level? No.
0: But for now, you build the foundation. Can I give you a speculative effort? Please. Olivier Giroud in the summer to West Ham. As long as they can hold a European place. Why not? It's a smart move. They need somebody up front that can stay fit. He can. Right. Antonio can play alongside him because he does a ton of running, and he can become the point man. Uh, uh Giroud can and he will will get regular football and if Antonio is healthy
1: Giroud's okay coming off the bench mm-hmm. he's proved he can be a team guy
0: as long as they make European football I gotta can make see, European football I can see Olivier Giroud playing for West Ham this <clears throat> season
1: which the only problem there lies is that you definitely need City to win the league cup over Tottenham because Tottenham could end up finishing in 8th or 7th mm-hmm. and if they do West Ham you're fucked Right. Right? So, and then you need one of the top four clubs. So you need either Leicester or City to win the FA Cup. Right. You know, because they could stick
0: around. They could stick
1: around. They're playing well enough to be there. That's for damn sure. And um, in
0: terms of <laughs> excuse me, in terms of Sheffield, this was catching the wrong team at the wrong time. Yeah. I mean, West Ham are just on fire right now. There's yeah. you know, they had one shit result against United in the FA Cup midweek. Other than that, they've been one of the form teams over the last two yeah. months. They they have a system.
1: They're following that system perfectly. Yep. If you can't break down their system, you are not going to beat them. That's how it really works. Uh Timo Werner, hundred game a hundred uh it was a hundred days without a fucking Premier League goal. Yep. Gets one. Uh, he had to do it at a bloody expense, taking one off the face, taking an elbow to the face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah, he, he was for- getting beat up. He paid for that one for sure. Uh, but the Tommy Tuchel Renaissance continues. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is or what he's done really, but I mean, he's made the team try, which is a step in the right direction. Um But Chelsea just keep rolling. I think this is what now? Six out of six?
1: Yeah. Is that right? Um, They have yet to concede a goal that the other team scored. The only goal they've given up is an own goal. It was Rudiger's
0: own goal. Mm -hmm.
1: That's right. Which, again, as you pointed out last week, was a brilliant goal. It was
0: fantastic. Perfectly. (laughs) We Uh, wish we could putt like that on a green. Absolutely. Interesting. Um, (laughs) Kepa, back in the starting lineup. I wonder wonder if that's a,
1: um, let's... Audition him to get sold because he's worth a fucking lot on wages. Oh yeah, let's let's figure out a. But way I to still move don't think way. they're going to
0: be able to get back their seventy two million dollar investment or million pound investment. Get get the
1: salary off the books and try to unload as much of that and lose as little as you can. Right. You yeah, know, fair. Somebody can go. Well, he's still got it. He could be our guy. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I guess that about does all of. Oh, so huh. <laughs> It's time to tell you what little we know it is. Prediction time. Uh, we all missed the chicken head. Normalcy is res- uh, is restored. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Words are hard. Um, Graham, you're back to losing consistently again, and you're at minus 365. Thank God it's not four more, so you could do your douchey oh yeah. Um, what do you have for us this week? And by the way, what's your couple losers say?
0: My couple losers says Villa were flaccid and couldn't fuck. Heard. Uh this week's <laughs> bet is uh, City to beat Everton midweek. I'm going to go for a three-way parlay mm-hmm. uh, midweek and uh, weekend special together. City to beat Everton uh, on Wednesday and then Chelsea to beat Southampton and there be plus 2.5 goals in that game. Uh, at the weekend
1: i think plus 2.5 in that Yeah, i i could see a
0: i could see a three uh, the three over nothing. on that i'm sorry yeah, yeah the i over could see on a three that, nothing obviously. in that uh that only gave me plus 260 wow that's not much for all that no it's not it makes me a little nervous i'll still be in the red but it'll be all right all right well you're
1: gonna lose so it doesn't matter
0: <laughs> and now it's time for our degenerate
1: gambling friend pat's pick it a week I'll tell you what, Pat, is. I continue to lose, at least I know that you lose more. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm right. <Probably. laughs> uh, hanging yeah. in there. Hey, hey, look, you know, Graham is so happy that he is uh, the one who has lost the least so far. But what has Graham done? Lost. So, what do you got for us this week, boy? Yeah, well,
3: I'm going to actually and take a gram approach. I'm just going to take heavy favorites and parlay them all, and hopefully they'll all hit, and I'll be able to at least cut my deficit in half. So, <laughs> all right. So I've got yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take a three game parlay, um, and um, first going to take Everton plus one and a half goals against Liverpool. That should actually be a pretty fun game to watch, obviously.
1: Are you taking yeah. Liverpool as the favorite or Everton as the favorite?
3: No, no, I'm taking Everton. Everton is plus one and a half, and it's uh, minus 170. I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't, so I screwed up there. But I'll find out for you. All right, heard. Yeah, and then I'm going to take Tottenham at plus a half a goal over West Ham at plus 192. Uh, and Manchester City at a minus a half a goal against Arsenal at minus 188. And I'm, uh, I'm going to put 200 on it and it pays 545. So hopefully, hopefully all three of them hit. I don't know. That's uh, a
1: tough ask on Everton because I think the last time Everton won at Anfield, um, it was black and white. No, it was the Oh, 80s. no, I'm not asking
3: them to win. They just have to lose by one, and I'm good.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you're pretty good there. Okay, I, I was
3: going to yeah. be like, you're yeah, picking Liverpool them to win? Been kind of, Liverpool's kind of been sucking lately.
1: So. Oh, yeah, they
3: definitely have. <laughs> That's for
1: damn sure. That is for so, damn sure.
3: I'm, well, I'm hoping they everything can can keep it close.
1: Okay. You know? Well, uh, you'll, you'll hear tomorrow. I'm going with a wackadoodle bet, so uh, you'll have to listen tomorrow to hear it, okay?
3: All right, sounds good. Well, I'm on a golf trip so I don't uh, I probably won't be talking to you guys until what next Monday, right? I don't know you're not doing a yep. show on Thursday, are you?
1: Nope, no show on Thursday. There's no uh, oh, okay. it's it's makeup games. It's not it's not uh, a full a full week of fixtures. So, we're just going to tie it all in on Monday. So, we'll talk then, okay, bud?
3: All right, sounds good. You all have a good one. All right, thanks, son.
1: All right, so no goal from Jack. I'm now down $570. Ooh. And for my, my uh, Cup of Losers, I have Jack may fuck, but Jack no score. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty I good. Have. That's what I have going into the Cup of Losers, the Dort Spirect Cup of Losers, everybody. All right, <clears throat> but Sam, it's been documented. I am 127 and 9. With one push, when Mikel Antonio references his hog in a Valentine's Day message to his supporters, <laughs> the numbers don't lie, Sam. I'm telling you, documented.
0: Big Sam's oh. lock of the
1: week: 26.9% of the time, it works 100% of the time. Fuck it. Betting with my head hasn't worked. I'm betting with my heart. Everton to win the Derby at plus 550. Holy shit. What? That's a shout. Fuck it. I w- what is it? it? I I lose a hundred. Great. I've been losing a hundred every week for the last fucking eight
0: weeks, it seems well, anyway. So what did, what did Antonio say? You it, probably should have bet with your Willy then because it's bigger than your heart. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, in his case, he should have <laughs> bet with his balls.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. So
1: that was a pretty good segment. But we give you more. We give you kitty the chicken. <laughs>
2: So, Kitty, unlike you shit degenerates, is finally at 500 and she currently sits at 12 and 12. So, this week I gave Kitty a London Derby as West Ham hosts Tottenham. Kitty quickly showed me a video of her on the couch at Seth Meyers.
0: Not where I thought that was or going. With Seth yeah. Meyers.
2: And she told the story of the time she consulted Alfred Hitchcock on the movie, The Birds.
1: That woman's lived a life. She has.
2: Now, while he didn't go with Kitty's all-chicken fright fest, Mr. Hitchcock and Myers are both West Ham supporters, so clearly she is picking a win for the Irons. Kitty's
1: picking against Pat. I'm picking against Pat. Pat, your bet's fucked, man. It's fucked. You're, you're three-gamer? It's fucked.
2: Pat, I, go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. I I thought that was going in a totally different direction. What did you
2: think it was happening?
0: Well, with Kitty on a couch. There's a video. I thought it was like an OnlyFans Dildo <laughs> Brothers situation.
2: <laughs> Ooh, we could get an OnlyFans for Kitty if Her, our Patreon doesn't herd, pick up. Herd casting couch. <laughs> Terrible. I wonder how that will go. Christ. And only fans with the chicken. Uh, well, guys, especially you, Pat, do heed my advice. And please always remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Him especially.
0: So they lump in the midweek games with this weekend's fantasy stuff. So there's a lot of people that still have people to play. Right. All right, so I'm going to just give you a quick rundown. I'm way ahead of Taylor, but he's got like five games in the midweek uh, that he could pick up those points fairly easily. Interesting. um, Kenny and Chris are very close at 18 to 15. Brody's up on uh, Alberto so far, 35-11. Rob is absolutely crushing Elliott, 41 to 8. That might be the worst return we've seen for a while. Um, so see how the midweek goes. You are losing big time to Keith, 18 to 55. Helps friend. when
1: Gundwin scores uh, <laughs> 16 and yeah. uh, Ederson scores 15. Yeah. Kind of helps.
0: Big time. Um uh, Ray is up right now on Geckle, 48 to 33. Uh, Russ is up 49 to 30 over Her Highness. And uh, Smokey is up by 10 on J Business, 54 to 44. So we will see uh, how the midweek shakes out. I wish I had a better update for you.
1: That's but all right.
0: It's just not done yet.
1: Nope. No, it is not. Uh, I can tell you um, I have a bunch of extra games. The problem is so does Keith and all the Keith's guys are Gundewin, Adderson, and Foden. Yeah. I'm not feeling very good about my chances. I'm going to be the ass whooping of the week.
0: I can tell you that Uh, right now. Most of Taylor's uh, players are for Everton as well, and you play City in that game. So I'm feeling quite confident that my 20-some-odd point lead will stick. All righty. So, uh, Sammy, that's going to wrap it up. Any part in words? I actually don't have any, I don't think. A- Excellent.
1: Cause you know what? We need to do a little bit of pub in here. Uh, next up, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Next up is injury time where we discuss the beers we've been drinking and the preview of the upcoming weekends matches. And I'll tell you what this next week, Sam full of fucking incredible matches. Absolutely. It there's is. three derbies. there's, I believe three, six pointers for the bottom of the table. There is, I mean, like the, there's one mediocre game and the mediocre game is wolves. Southampton. The rest of them are fucking no, it's not wolves, it's wolves to, it's leads. Wolves leads. Yeah. But the rest of them are fucking incredible. Yep. Um, Honestly, if there's a week to check out our Patreon, this
0: is the week to do it. So, Sammy, if you're going to uh, check out our Patreon, how do you do that? Sure. It's www.patreon.com backslash Um, And you can find three different uh, levels there that you could, you could purchase and donate monthly. Um, and you will get loads of extra content depending on which level you choose. And I think... That uh, we have worked out the admin for a promo that Mel's gonna tell you about right now.
2: Yes, if you wanna check out Injury Time, uh, just sign up for the $2 Shot of Malort deal, and you will get Injury Time, Sound Check, and all of our bonus material for the remainder of this month. So sign up for a Shot of Malort, give us two bucks, check it all out, and then if you like it, you can upgrade to Drunk Uber Passenger. That's the $5 level, and that one you get injury time, sound check, and all of our bonus stuff. And if you really wanna be one of the cool kids in the club, sign up for P1 status, and you get all of the above, and a sticker, and a card, and a personalized video from these two jackasses breaking down your team.
0: That's right. So $2 Shot of alert this month will get you the last two preview shows we have, uh, which we call Injury Time. It gets you all of our sound checks uh, uh, this month as well that we have remaining. And um, basically just a little preview, just a little hey, test the waters. Dip your toes. Dip your, dip, toe, dip, in. your toe in. Just see what's going on. And
2: regularly, the $2 shot just gets you sound check, which sound check can either be great or tedious. It's kind of a crapshoot but we usually get raw and personal and it is our actual sound check so you get to hear behind the scenes in our pre-show 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 meeting and it's unscripted and who knows what kind of deep dark secrets uh, it's, we'll let it out it was there. yeah it's
0: literally our warm up so <laughs> the, it starts off pretty drab and usually ends with a lot of dick jokes it yeah, was
2: it was soft <laughs> gets hard it was 30
0: it was 30 minutes this week and it was a little bit of both
1: I had to take the orders. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah <so. laughs> My wife called. It was great. So it
2: kind
1: of <laughs> kind of settled down there a little bit. And um, also, look out on Thursday. We're going to give you a little bit of an FA Cup recap of uh, the games. Yep. Not that there were much to talk about, but um, Everton played so shitty this weekend, I needed to talk about something positive, which was Everton's <laughs> FA Cup match. Yeah. So until next week, everybody.
3: Good night.
2: Born in the land of Bowie, be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great day, the fucking gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Looks straight and short. Sam, Sam Graham, eh? Sam Graham. Don't you that? That's the fucking new button.